Welcome to the A Show. It's the Anti Anxiety Show for March 18th, 2020. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Happy belated Pi Day. Happy belated St. Patty's Day. Uh, my God, it's just uh, that the, we are completely isolated at the moment. You know, uh, quoting the great Vince McMahon who refuses to say the virus's name. So I'm going to do the same thing on this show. You know, we have the prevailing circumstance um, that's going. And I just saw all these videos, uh, clips of the Clearwater, Florida. I don't know if it's fake, it's fake or not. But, uh, yeah, people are, like, fucking packed in all these, like, bars and shit as I'm recording this on the St. Paddy's Day. It's not just Clearwater, Florida. It's just, it's, it is a spring break season. Obviously, it got extended through early April in many places, K-12 through and colleges. Also, uh, up here in Michigan State, where the fucking coach or somebody got tested positive at the ricks outside of michigan state they're like yo uh for the saint patty's day they're fucking partying and shit and i'm just going people are lined up and i go is this real is is this for real is this fucking bullshit is this a rip uh and no it's not and then spring break in south padre last night uh time for a legally mandated required shutdown of our country says daryl Ravel, but of the formerly cnbc but yeah, the clear water still has the shit open everywhere. It's, and then I saw the video like, oh, is this for real? You know, social distancing, as Trump tweeted yesterday with the exclamation mark. So every time I, he writes something in the fucking capital letter, that's how I speak. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I understand that the many of the numbers are saying the young people, you know, uh, people under 65 basically haven't died. There aren't severe symptoms yet. Um, but you know, there are some cases where young people are getting sick and then have become fatal, I think. And I, I, I just go, you know, if you're allowing more bodies to be disclosed and have the viruses passes each other, then you hug your grandma or some shit and then like your grandma's in trouble. Or anybody else who touches anything the droplets you know they last like three hours on a plastic surface and now the research is saying ah, on a cardboard maybe 24 hours that kind of thing jesus christ you know how, how far does this go and then we don't know much about this thing of this prevailing circumstance uh and that you don't know how more prevailing this prevailing thing is gonna be i'm just making giving sure vince mcmahon a hard time for a reason which i'll get to but i i i do not understand, well, I do understand because I was a young man once and I still am young, you know, and I kind of have a fucking mode anyway, but at the same time, I'm trying to be, trying to be considerate too because I, even though, even though you're okay, doesn't mean you're not carrying the virus. So you might be okay, but the next person or the next people that might possibly come in contact with you're putting it at risk. So fuck you. I hope you die. If you're doing this shit, and yet, yes, I just wish death upon somebody, but I'm like, god damn, and I can't believe clear water and these people haven't gotten through their brain. Florida, just in general, in my opinion, is retarded or just old, given that it's a retirement community, and speaking of Vince McMahon that I was making fun of earlier, VK, what's up with the Vince McMahonism you're doing? Oh, god damn, pal. Uh, so WrestleMania just yesterday, uh, back to wrestling, believe it or not, has been moved to a isolated location, the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Now, this this dumbass situation between the Tampa officials and WWE and all the surrounding events, which have been canceled or mostly canceled, not postponed. And 
because people are not going to travel to Tampa at this point for the Super Bowl of the professional wrestling, um, given that the travel restrictions are there from Europe and the Asian countries and even, you know, coming in in general. And so where the fuck's a refund uh, or postponement? So instead, you know, for various corporate reasons, you know, some people say the insurance, uh, if the city or the whatever the county declares it, you know, the insurance is like, all right, that's outside your control. Versus if the company like the WWE cancels it, you know, then get the insurance money or some shit. So I just go, dude, the last two that were really remaining in North American entertainment scene was WWE and UFC. Not the rest of the MMA, not the rest of the professional wrestling. They did the responsible, reasonable thing, in my opinion. You know, delaying it, postponing it, canceling it, and say, we'll take care of it. Smaller guys, not the biggest dogs in the fight. And UFC, Dana White, Vince McMahon, WWE, I, I don't understand. Should have done the right thing from the beginning, but waited to have this like dick whipping, dick waving tournament and you know, competition between the two. Yeah. I, I just go, you two are like, fuck you guys. Which is why I stopped watching those two products, you know, and watched try to support the alternatives. Whether it's AEW, Bellator, fucking one championship. I don't know. But anyways, that pissed me off a little bit. But uh, yeah, and then now, personally, BK, what's putting up with you? Well, we've been isolated into, well, not isolated. I, I don't feel ill. I don't have any of that, which is good. But then this is changing day by day. Uh, so we starting this week, you know, we were told if our work allows it for this prevailing circumstance, uh, work from home and work remote. So it's been a day two. Uh, remote working and then i'm already losing my mind i'll be honest i'm I, my bananas are going too dark uh my i am i only have half the milk left i can't find rest of the green peppers um <laughs> it's like I, it's like i'm gonna make a break you know by the time you hear this thing and i'm gonna go to whole foods 8 a.m as they open up you know i just go you know what I'll go pick up some stuff and then oh PK like you need more toilet papers and it's like fuck that I don't need toilet papers okay like I don't need and I, I don't need hand sanitizer in my own fucking home I just need the reasonable stuff the last butcher box is coming for the poultry and the meat so I'll take care of that I mean I have enough non-perishable food also just as a backup and then but perishables like mostly are frozen and then I'm eating one meal a day. Gym's close. So I'm like, what gains are there? I gotta limit it. I gotta do the home workout. I gotta I gotta bear hibernate without eating so much at this point. So and then I gotta work from home. Which is an interesting thing, because personally I generally don't like working from home unless I absolutely must do, like now. Because I like the routine, I like the different set of walls, you know, I just need a different environment. You know, to be productive and then, you know, walk around and shit. Now you're in your own home. Although, the I had this uh, case last year when it was super cold in January 2019. We had to stay home for like three days or so because the gas went out at work. Greatest country in the world. Um, and I started losing my mind about third day. I just go, I, I don't want to sit here. But only difference between working home then versus now is... So I found a way to, um, you know, consolidate my desktop area so that I have my work laptop and that works with my main monitor, the wireless keyboard and wireless mouse. So I don't have to like bring out the next peripherals and stuff. So I have a perfect setup. 
However, the problem is, as I sit in this chair recording this episode, I've been sitting in this chair for about 11 hours today, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I like it's gotten to a point where, like, dude, I gotta play Red Dead Redemption 2, and then, like, I don't wanna because I sat here for at least eight, nine hours, and then. I, I I don't wanna. I just I just I just move on to the couch. You know, at least before I was on my kitchen table, the round table that I have. So I just set up a laptop there. You know, the chair is not the most comfortable. You know, I don't have a separate monitor. You know, and it was just a short term solution. But given that this is a long term thing, possibly a month or two, I said, you know what? I need an actual working station to do this. So I said, you know what? I'll just combine the desktop setup. You know, and then change the channel in the Bluetooth, and I'll use channel three or some shit, and I'll just use it on here. And it's been a great working station, but mentally, I'm just like fucking draining myself out. I was like, I can't fucking do this shit. You know, after 6 p.m. or so, you know, or whenever I reach that 10-hour mark or so, I go, I don't want to sit here. So even now, I at least I stepped out, stepped away from a little bit, and then I went to my bedroom where my little you know, handy weights and then the exercise ball and then the mat is so I can just like exercise. I, I I truly appreciate, you know, separate rooms. You know, I I need another bedroom to be the office and that will just be an office. And it's like that won't be my gaming area. That won't be my consuming area. That just be an office. And I just go, you know what? That's probably a good thing. But then again, you do it. This is a temporary thing. I just go, you know what? Bear with it, and then but the fact that I'm losing my shit after two days, <laughs> but in reality I've been home since Friday night. I haven't really been out. Uh, you maybe just go pick up a mail, drop off the the checks for the rent. You know that's rent, rent. Um, <laughs> that's about it. So I've been here since Friday evening, basically. Haven't really gone anywhere. I miss Jip more than anything because I was making pretty good gains and I just go, wow. And then more and more recently, it's become, it's become a good routine where I said, you know what? This is a stress out opportunity for me. You know, whatever happens in a, at work, I just go, I just want to go lift. Fuck this shit. I just, I just want to do lat pull down. I just want to go do squats. I would rather suffer, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't work out to hurt myself. That's not the best thing, you know, but I, I just go, I just want to go sweat it out, basically. So I, I, I've got into a mode of that. So it sucks that I'm limited to my whatever home workout, but that's better than not having it. I miss a bench, the fitness bench. I used to have it in Seattle Bellevue, and then I sold it for 50 bucks. It was a good one, too. Now I think about it. I bought it at like $95 and I put it together. It was a pretty good bench. I miss that bench. I should have never sold that bench. That's one of the greatest Craigslist Facebook Marketplace sale regret that I have. Selling the fitness bench. Um, the old place, I ran out of the place to keep it. So I just said, fuck it, this is taking up space. And then I sold it. But now coming here, I just go, as I have changed up, changed up my workout routine and all, I just go, fuck, I missed that bench. I, I really miss it. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had it right now. And then I can't get it shipped either because it's not the life essential. So if I follow Amazon, right, they're not gonna, they're not gonna ship that shit until August probably. But, anyways, well, with the prevailing circumstance 
uh, the disease that's been going on and also the Democratic Party thing going on. So it's a little bit of a reverse order of the podcast that we're doing because we every week for the last, you know, since the beginning of the year, basically, we're talking about this week in the prevailing circumstance virus and also this week in the Democrats. Now the two topics finally converge and I can talk about it. So in the midst of, you know, not doing anything, staying at home, catching up on Better Call Saul, which I'll probably talk about over the course of the series of this pod. Uh, there was a democratic debate without the audience, which was fantastic. It was like, that's how the debate should be. No audience. I don't I don't want some wrestling promos going left and right. That's why I watch wrestling. Wrestling, politics is politics. Let's keep it professional here, folks. Um, there was a CNN debate from Washington between Bernie and Joe Biden. As we're recording this, it's another Super Tuesday, according to CNN. But I'm just like, just another primary, you know, Tuesday. Stop, stop making a fucking scene, CNN, you know. And there was a debate, and then the, I, I, it was eye-opening to me between Joe and Bernie, you know, the revolution versus uh, Malarkey, a uh, guy getting who's louder and louder, you know, 78-year-old versus a 77-year-old. Guess which one's older? Um, and front runner Biden crashes, crushes. Sanders in Florida, which is not a surprise. And then I think we had Arizona and one more state that I cannot remember. My internet is super slow right now. I have a gigabit internet, and this is what I get. What the fuck is this shit? Um, uh, Florida is going to Joe. Uh, also projected to win Illinois Tuesday in Arizona. That was the last one. So it pulls their schedule to close, but let's see. So... Uh, what was eye-opening to me about that? Well, after the first 15 minutes when they talked about the the virus and the, the disaster handling, everything became the usual talking point. So I kind of like those off a little bit. It was more of, hey, how just the one-on-one uh, debate is going to go. That was what I was more interested in. Now, I, I was very surprised at how... Uh, lacking when it came to disaster handling that Bernie had demonstrated. There was a political article that came out that night, which I completely agreed, which was, uh, let me let me pull up here quickly, because I'm, I had it, and then I lost it. It's, I, folks, hang in, I'll be right back with the magic of the pod. All right, it was called the Bye Bye Bernie, according to, uh, from Politico, which I love reading compared to, the fake news is, uh, according to our experts, Bernie Sanders may not have won the debate or the 2020 Democratic primary, but he changed the party and Joe Biden for the better. And there was a whole bunch of expert uh, excerpts. Uh, Sanders is a radical who cares more about being right than being president, says Michael Kazin, a professor at the university, the Georgetown, Georgetown University. Uh, another one, Bernie's last name, Michelle Bernard is a political analyst, lawyer, author, and president of the Bernard Center for Women, blah, 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 blah. Uh, at least they didn't use rocking chairs. Larry Sabato is the founder of the direct and director of the University of Virginia's Center of Politics and contributing editor to the political magazine. Biden owes Sanders a huge debt of gratitude. Jacob Halbrun is the editor of the National Interest. Sanders has a, has a soul of a teacher. Beth Hansen is a Republican political strategist and the former campaign manager of John Kasich. Sanders didn't change his tone to match the moment, and it cost him. 
Alice Stewart is a CNN political commentator, former resident fellow at Harvard University's Kennedy Institute of Politics, and former communications director for Ted Cruz for president. A pandemic isn't the time to push Medicare for all. Charles Ellison is a political strategist and a talk radio host. Biden manufactures minigaps the way Frito-Lay manufactures potato chips. Alan Shorter is a professor in the School of Journalism for the Northeastern University in Boston. What Sanders truly got out of this debate was nothing. David Polianski was a senior political and communication advisor for Ted Cruz for president. Finally, the last Democratic debate of the 2020 campaign. Sophia Nelson is an American author, political strategist, opinion writer, and former House Republican Committee counsel. Biden showed he was more than sharp enough to do the job. John Neffinger is a speaker coach, lecturer on political communication at Georgetown University and Columbia Business School, former communications director of Democratic National Committee and co-author of Compelling People, The Hidden Qualities That Makes Us Influential. Sanders is making Biden a better candidate. Michael Starr Hopkins. Michael Starr Hopkins is a Democratic strategist who's, who has served on the presidential campaigns of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and John Delaney. A pretty good showing by Sanders that won't mean much. Douglas Schoen is a political analyst, campaign consultant, and former advisor to President Bill Clinton and more recently Michael Bloomberg. Sanders doesn't seem to be trying to win, and he didn't. Seth Maskett is a professor of political science and director of the Center on American Politics at the University of Denver, specializing in political parties, state legislature, and campaigns and elections. Results, one, revolution zero. Jennifer Lawless is a professor of politics at the University of Virginia, whose research focuses on political ambition, campaigns, and elections, and media and politics. God, so many ands here. Uh, yeah, that's it. So I'm just going to read those headlines, and I completely w- agree with all of them. And then, so BK, I think you're Bernie bro. I am for the, for the overall message and what needs to be done. But if you watch the first 10, 15 minutes of this debate, uh, where, where the moderators, Dana Bash and, uh, was it Jake Tapper, you know, and then the one Telemundo lady were asking, look, with the, with this, uh, virus, how would you handle it? What would be your response? Would you deploy military in this situation right now as of Sunday, which was a very easy layup question to me. And somebody did ask me later, he's like, so what is a military? Why do you need the U.S. military? It's like, well, the same reason they fucking throw sandbags when the fucking flood comes in Houston, right? <laughs> I just, I'm not upset, but I just go like, yeah, that, um, you know, the U.S. military isn't there to kill and shoot at people, but also to serve the community and the country at, in the times of need. Alas, the natural disaster like flooding and cases like this, whether for draft, you know, directing a traffic, having a physical labor to build the sandbags or build, in this case, an isolation facility. Uh, martial law, <laughs> curfew that the local police and state troopers and the county sheriffs cannot all handle. You know, that's when you in the New York started using the national for uh, the National Reserve forces anyway. And Biden answered, "Yes." And then like left it there. Uh instead of explaining, when it got to Bernie, he started going off onto Medicare for all and all that stuff. And that's where I, it started to lose me because he did not answer the question. He did not show Unfortunately, at least in that moment, 
the kid, he answered it at the very end of the question where he said, yes, I would deploy the military, but didn't specify why. China get into, this is why Medicare for all is needed. And then Joe jumped in. It's like, Italy has Medicare for all. What the fuck happened? That's not... But Joel, in my opinion, was being polite, believe it or not, without saying you're not answering the question. Because if, if he said that, that would have destroyed Bernie on the spot in front of America and also ha- lose the Bernie bros, so-called those people. So, uh, I. But then if you listen to the answer and listen to the fucking question, which was not a bait question, it was a fair question. You know what Bernie was saying, even leading up to this, because like, you're you're feeding him so much. I was like, Bernie, what would you do differently? What would you do differently? But he started going into the overall problem and the overall message, which I go, okay, Bernie, this is like, we're gonna get there because you have two hours of the debate getting into the economic policies, the immigration, and everything, but you could not show. A very essential presidential skill, which Joe Biden showed more than Donald Trump over the last week, which is, calm down, this is what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it as a country and the, from the executive branch. And here's how we're going to do from the, uh, from the whatever, the house and all that stuff. Here's what we're going to do. And Bernie didn't provide any of that, unfortunately. I say what you want. Go back and watch the first 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I was very disappointed in Bernie. And I felt it even more because I just go, wow, I I didn't expect that from Bernie. And you can come argue with me. I'm on the side of Bernie when it comes to the overall systematical problem. But when it comes to, dude, you just got punched in the, is like what Mike Tyson said many times. I probably quoted this quote a few times on this program which is hey everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face okay bernie say you get punched in the face what you get what you got joe answered because he's been in that spotlight before he talked about ebola although biden said n1h1 i go oh joe you're getting old um and bernie got confused later with the ebola because he kept saying ebola so much i go i agree we gotta get the health care yeah, he's like yes yes but like immediately now what are you gonna do or would you deploy military? What kind of like what what would you do? How would you handle this shit? Joe answered. Joe's been through the ringer before with the N one H one, which is H one N one, Ebola, and then the preventing Zika to come and all that. And then Joe answered a good question about Ebola, like how the Obama administration not only isolated the case to the Dallas airport. I still remember this. I think we only had like a handful or two at most. They sent the doctors over to Africa and addressed the issue. And believe it or not, Ebola outbreak is still ongoing. I was just watching this documentary from PBS last uh, this past weekend. You know, they, WHO and UNICEF are trying to fight and then people are spreading fake news saying this is a population control killing the actual... World Health Organization workers and shit last November. It's got awful. And then, you know, and then Joe said, similar to how they handled the Ebola case, we need the actual knowledge of the virus, where it's happening, whether it's Korea or in China. Send the doctors over there and stop this thing. And then try to figure out from ground zero. And China sent their doctors over to Italy right now where the situation really got a hand because everybody was treating that thing you know, like it's fucking Clearwater, Florida right now, you know? 
And so <laughs> Bernie didn't say didn't really say any of it. I'll go back and watch again, but I just I just did not get the satisfactory answer. Look. For some reason, cyber attack happens in America. Bernie, what would you do? You know, our problem, our problem is the is the corporations. And I just go, the Russia, the Putin. I go, okay, so how are you going to retaliate to Putin? The most fundamental, you know, job as a president to lead the effort, Bernie did not show that. And I'm sure there are a whole bunch of Hillary and other people going, I told you so. But I say, you know what? I kind of had the inkling, but I thought his answer would be more simpler. So I can't believe he couldn't answer that straight. I was very frustrated listening to Bernie. And I think that has shown if at least Joe and Bernie showed that they were equal in how they would handle to a chaos in a hectic situation like this, I'd be like, wow, I, I would. I It's like Democrats are really against Bernie. You know, it's a conspiracy. But after watching this, how Bernie did not answer the question right off the bat, how would you do the most presidential thing possible? I said, I I understand. Am I happy with the thing? No, but uh, Bernie fucked up. Bernie massively fucked up the first 15 minutes of the debate. And I'm going to call that out right now. Debate me all you want, but if you can't answer the question, yes or no question, would you deploy the military right now for this uh, prevailing circumstances virus situation and going to meander of the healthcare companies and pharmaceuticals? Stand up to them. All right, Bernie, you got to work with the pharmaceuticals at some point too. Standing up to them is one thing, but what are you going to do to get them to get the fucking medicine and not charge us, you know? <laughs> like, he wasn't getting there. I, I just go, Bernie, like, <sighs> so. And you know what? Joe's answer compared to Hillary's, say, four years ago. Is much better. And then you know what? The very very beginning parts of this, it's making Joe a better candidate. Uh yeah. Cause like he flat out threw some shit out there in that debate. I just go, what the fuck? I my running mate will be a woman. And then he based she he kept saying she. I was like, wait, and then Dana Bash, good cat she caught this because she was fucking listening as a moderator. So I used So Vice President, are you confirming that your running mate will be a woman? And then he just looked straight in the eye and said, yes. And Bernie is like, ah, it's in the consideration. I just go, all right, it's either Stacey Abrams or Elizabeth Warren. If my prediction is right, it's going to be Elizabeth Warren because that will energize. And Joe doesn't need any more black votes. (laughs) So what I said last week seems like it's coming true. And Elizabeth Warren looked way better than Bernie, which is me and some other people were like going, Elizabeth Warren, she couldn't pick a path. I'm a fighter, you know. I'm a teacher. I always fought. I was like, yes, yes, Elizabeth, you're getting better on the mic, but you, you couldn't pick up, you couldn't pick a line, and then you couldn't stick to it. Um, so I think it'll be Elizabeth Warren with Joe Biden. And uh, you know what, Joe's, some people are like not happy that like Joe's getting picked and like you know what I am not either but 
given what's happening in the economy, where banks don't need a fucking bailout this time. It's all the travel industry, small businesses, and other people. They use every, like I said two weeks ago and last week, they use every quantitative easing, no interest rate, all the stimulus weapons they could use. There's nothing left. What else is left other than rich people? You made your fucking money pay up and systematically changing all these things. And a lot of the, you know, the, the gap on medical systems, the financial gap, the financial labor laws, it's, it's just inevitable. And it just is very easy to run. And then, you know, the policies are pretty clear. Now, they need to flip the Senate. They need to make sure the House is still in order. You know, they got to do that. It's not just the executive office. And then this is it. You need to take the Senate. How are they going to do it? Again, you, they need to work together. As much as we're now saying, hey, we need to be considerate of others and then work together in this prevailing circumstances situation. Yeah, whatever comes out of this needs to be sorted out. Who's the best person and the best pairing with the running mate to lead that? Unfortunately, it looks like Joe Biden. But would you take four more years of activist social distancing? Exclamation mark. Do you want four more years of that shit? That guy has no answer on the economy either. This motherfucker, instead of thinking of vaccine and the medical situation, was worried about stimulus and economy, you know? So I'm not going to go into it. You already know the answer if you listen to me and, you know, all that shit. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it a half an hour. Went a little longer than I thought. I'm a little tired. I, I feel like I'm burning, meandering a little bit. But uh, I'll talk. I'm sure this will continue. So thanks for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands 20 seconds. I'm going to make a run at Whole Foods tomorrow and then see if I can get that milk. Uh, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Play Music. I don't know what else it's called. Or Google Podcast. I think that they have a separate app. Uh, tune in Radio Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, whatever thing you use for the pod. Find the show. You may want to join and jump in because you got nothing else to do. <laughs> or be the co content creator. Um, send me an email, a-show.com, a-show.com. And then uh, we'll check back next week. And then hopefully this virus is gone by then. I mean, a prevailing circumstance has prevailed. All right. Bye bye.